0: by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau.
1: Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Folks, unless you've been living under a rock recently, you must be aware of the Middle East conflict that's happening right before our very eyes on television every single night involving the Hamas terrorists and the nation of Israel. Well, now it's starting to spread from Lebanon and Hezbollah as well. And these things have been prophesied for years and years as ultimately going to happen. Now we are seeing scripture being fulfilled before our eyes. And some people just, you know, slough it off. They don't care one way or another. Others are all worried and scared and upset. True believers can be concerned, but they should not be surprised. I mean, after all, the Bible declared these things would happen in the last days. Jesus even talked about it. The apostle John wrote about it. Now we are witnessing the beginning stages. Amen. Today, our guest is T.S. Wright. He's coming back on to discuss what we're seeing right now and how it all relates to what the Bible says will be happening in the last days, just before Jesus returns. Scott Wright the author of the god Center Concept Journal, has a unique insight into prophecy and the end times. And I want to get right into our discussion today, so help me welcome back to the program our good friend, Scott Wright. Scott, it's so blessed to have you come back on again and talk about the recent developments over there in Israel.
2: Thank you, Bob. Looks forward to having another great discussion on your show, as always.
1: Amen. Well, give us an update on what you see happening in Israel right now. And I know this changes almost almost on a daily basis, but as of the time of this recording, what is it that you're looking at?
2: So there's really a couple of pieces to this that have evolved, I guess, is probably the word we, we really need to use is. They are starting, they now have a pretty good idea of the numbers as to how many have been killed, how many um, hostages there are, and the plan of attack that they're going to have to continue the process of not only freeing the hostages, but removing Hamas completely from the Gaza Strip. So that's that plan is matured to the point where they are already striking targets. I know there's some of the Hamas leaders that they've already um, uh, that have already been killed, and there's obviously going to be mores that continues as we go. But the other kind of question mark here is Hezbollah and what's mm-hmm. happening to the north. They're they're starting to get a little more aggressive, other than just a rocket here and there. But they're now there's now a death toll in that northern section with Hezbollah and Lebanon. And it's being rumored by a lot of sources that Iran is actually the one pushing all the buttons here. Now the president came on and the president Biden came on and said that there was no evidence to that, but that could also be, you know, not, I don't want to speculate whether he's just completely out of touch or if he's saying that because they don't want to, he doesn't want the United States to show its military cards. Which could yeah. very be a possibility, whether you agree or disagree with Biden, but I could see just about any president saying that at this point, because yeah. they don't want to escalate a situation that they're, you know, especially when you're not directly involved, even though there is some direct involvement, we're not the ones with boots on the ground. And number two, you know, we don't want to show our cards here, right. you know, if you're the right. United States, you don't want to show your cards. So that's, you know, that there's that piece of it, another aircraft strike or another strike carrier group is now being moved in the Eisenhower. Uh, the Gerald Ford is already there. And so there is definitely a very strong show of force from the United States that has moved into the Mediterranean and just right off, you know, just a little bit off the coast of Israel. And so it's, I mean, it, it is definitely have escalated into something a lot bigger than maybe even what we thought at first, there's been Americans killed. There's American hostages. And there's also Americans still over there that they're trying to get home. That's been a slow process. I know there's some uh, back and forth, whether uh, this needs to be handled with a little more expediency and could be, but is not being, um, I know there's some question marks there. Obviously there's always question marks in a situation like this, but there's also a lot of other nationalities that are trapped in there with hostages and people who, uh, who died. So it's not just Americans. It's not just Israelis. It's not just Palestinians, but there are people from all over the world. That's, you know, I think a lot of times we, we think of Israel as being just a Jewish population, but there's a strong international population. Mm -hmm. People of everywhere that live in some of those areas. So it's, you know it, there's a strong mix in that in that particular community just be like if you go to mexico well if you go to mexico city that's an international city mm-hmm. versus the rest of mexico yeah it's the same thing in israel i mean the gaza strip yeah. is a very international place so so it, you know and, and jerusalem can kind of be that way too yep there's a lot of you know a lot of people take tours of israel um so there's you know and You're you're talking about that is the center of religion. Is that area of the world? It really is religions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's not just Judaism. It's also uh, Islamic. It is Christian. Christian. I mean, so there's so many. There's so many aspects to that region. It is a very. It is not. It's not simple. Yeah. It is definitely not simple.
1: It is very complex. Yeah, I've seen a report. I think it was yesterday. They said that a woman and her husband from Australia, they were living in Gaza as uh uh what do they call it, advocates for uh the Palestinians, you know, every time there'd be a protest, they'd be out there helping and stuff like that, right? And they were killed by Hamas, you know, and uh, you know, here they are, you know, they're they're supporters. So to speak, and they, they were killed over there in Gaza. And it's kind of like, you know, the, the better be careful what dog you're petting because that dog will take off your arm. You know, all it has to do is decide it today's the day, and that's what happened. And uh, it, it's tragic when you think about the people who were supporting the Palestinians, you know, and, and trying to get them some type of, of homeland and stuff like that as well and Israel had been over backwards you know land for peace and at, at every other time there's been a problem they were usually the ones that acquiesced in the in the end to try and keep peace but with this unprovoked attack you know they are now like that's it we're we're done talking now it's it's over and uh, yep. you know that's that's where we're at what do you think is actually happening on the ground over there cuz i know for Five days now they've been talking about, you know, you see the, the little banners on the on the bottom of the news screen, you know, it says, you know, Israeli ground attack is imminent. And they've been saying that every day for five days. It's imminent. It's imminent. What do you think is actually happening on the ground over there?
2: Well, first of all, I've listened to a couple of people speak about it. It is very complex. It is not simple as to just go in and wipe out Hamas. Oh yeah, there are. There's a lot of refugees that are still fleeing. There are hostages, and the problem is, is that there are too many, to lack of a better way of saying it, too many nooks and crannies that they're going to have to deal with. It is going to be guerrilla urban warfare. Oh yeah, in there, urban warfare it's not, is not fun. Yeah, they're gonna they'll win with an overwhelming force, but the cost of winning, if you just go in without taking the right precautions it's still going to be it's still going to be disastrous it's not going to be pretty anyway it's war's never pretty it's ugly but it's going to be really ugly if they go in and do this wrong and i think they're just taking every precaution and honestly i am guessing and this is just me guessing they are showing the buildup of forces trying to come up maybe with a potential diplomatic solution. I am wondering if the United States has got somebody over there that nobody knows about that is trying to work some kind of back channel negotiation to get this thing to be to stop. To get this to stop. And in that that's why they're probably taking some time before they just rummage in there. The other part of it is is there's a lot of underground tunnels over there. So, it's not simple going over there to fight. You know, in World War II, they just used flamethrowers. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. So, number one, there could be hostages in there too, and you don't want to be doing that. And number two, it it makes it it just it makes it for a much more complex way of, of fighting. Booby traps, mines. I mean, you oh, yeah. you don't trip wires. You don't know what is going to be set up in there at this point. Yeah. So before before they just rush in, there's a, there's a lot of complexities to this that I can see why it's taking a while for them to prepare. And the other part of it is, too, you know, how much of their force are they going to withhold as a secondary force to bring in? And then also... What if they need to go and secure the North? They have the, here's the thing. They have the weaponry. They have the army to take care of both pretty easily in, in, you know, compared to what Russia is trying to do in the Ukraine. Right. But I will say this, it's still, I think they really want to try to save those hostages. I think they're, you know, getting those people back to their families, whether they're Israeli whether they're American whether they're French or German or, or whatever they are I think they're trying to keep this from escalating into something much much larger because if they just go in their guns ablazing I'm I'm guessing that some of the diplomats that are working with Israel are saying this thing could be a lot bigger if you're not careful yeah and so what do you
1: think is being set up in the spirit realm that we're witnessing right now
2: well, I think that's that's the other piece, you know. I think as much as anything, and I know this sounds odd to say this in a time of war, but it actually, the more I've thought about it, it could lead to a peace. It could drive a peace over there. And it could make other countries, not Iran, obviously, but start really looking at an avenue of peace here, that this is just simply not working and and i would tell anybody in the islamic world i would just say look if you look at the bible itself the old testament don't even more about the new testament at this point but if you were looking at it from strategically you are not going to rid the earth of israel it's just not going to happen yeah it's 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 not going to happen Kingdoms have risen and fallen for the last 2,000 years, and Israel is still here. Longer than the kingdoms that a lot of these Islamic countries have had Mm -hmm. and groups. Israel has survived it all, and they will survive this. So if you're going to push them and you continue doing things the way that you're doing them, it, it will eventually end in defeat. And... For the Islamic world not to see that, I mean, if you get out of if you get out of your crazy emotional hate for two minutes and think of it strategically, you're not gonna win. It's right. just it's not going to happen. The Bible tells you it's not going to happen. Matter of fact, the Bible tells you the opposite you're signing your death warrant, basically, yeah. Yeah. because God will act, intervene on the side yeah. of Israel. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And He has so many times. And some of those countries have formed some, some type of peace agreements with Israel. There's there's all kinds of different ones, and some of it's just staying separated, just staying separated, but it's still, there's a peace. Yeah. There's a peace. Yeah. So I think that's important to understand here in the spirit realm is that Israel, I think it could be setting up for a future peace in which the Bible talks about that will result in a false peace. Mm. So yeah, I think yeah. that could come out of this. Yep. And, and it mm-hmm. and I don't and 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 I'm and I'm not saying to go rush like some people are like, oh, it's all imminent, it's gonna happen here, and you know, and I never I, I've heard some of that already. It's happening in the next year and all this. I'm like, oh. guys, slow <laughs> down. Yeah. First of all, the wedding banquet. Remember the wedding banquet. Yeah. Only the father knows the hour. And and God's timing can look really different than our timing.
1: Oh yeah, amen. It I just
2: mean, it can really look different. So,
1: how do you see all this tying into or leading up to things like the Ezekiel thirty eight war?
2: You know, that's that is what I've been wondering, and you know, I I see a couple of potential avenues. Number one, I could see that Iran gets way too aggressive and decides to go all out and go all in on this. Russia coming to their aid. Maybe even China a little bit. Maybe Syria and the parts of Iraq that are against Israel and and a few of those countries, obviously Hezbollah, Lebanon. So there's there's several of those countries that are to the east and to the north of them that I could see dive in. I mean, I it it's not beyond the realm of possibility of that happening. Do I think that'll happen right now? No. But is it going to eventually happen? Yes. The Bible says it's going to happen. So, I mean, again, only the father knows the hour when all these things are going to happen. But, and he will defend Israel to any and every measure that needs to happen. And we know that. But you know what? It is, that is one possibility. The other possibility is this, is that Iran doesn't get the support that that it thinks it has and it turns into a disaster for Iran.
1: Oh, yeah, they're already talking. I've, I've seen some news reports saying that uh, Saudi Arabia is condemning the the invasion. And, yes. you know, they're the de facto leader of the Muslim world over there. Oh, yeah. You know, Iran wants to be, but they're not. They're not. And, uh, you know, unless Saudi Arabia decides to do something, these other countries, these smaller countries like Qatar and all Yemen and all that, they're not going to do anything. No. no, they may say something, but they won't yeah. yeah, they
2: won't do anything. Yep. Which leaves no, Iran, Iran isolated. Yeah. Yes. And, and I and other I other Russia. That. Yeah, other than Russia. But I could very well see Iran pinning themselves in a position where they end up thinking they've got more support than they really do. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't think Saudi Arabia will get involved because it could potentially be also be against the united states and they know that yep. and yep. and and we're in to some degree we're allies right on some yep. levels so i don't think saudi arabia will do that
1: and like i said uh, we see you know iran issuing these statements we see lebanon and hezbollah flexing their muscles in the north and you know what other countries are starting to prepare that you see that might eventually become involved in this conflict
2: you know there's always syria yeah. I've, I've yeah have I've often wondered about them,
1: and that matter of fact the bible talks about damas damascus being you know yeah. obliterated
2: exactly you know, this could be so the thing that, that is to, and that is to the north and the northeast, so yeah. you know I was looking at a map today before we got on here, I took a pretty strong look at one just like hey you know what what are what are all the possibilities here you know are we are we looking at an invasion are we looking at you know which country you know or are we looking at multiple countries is it going to be like five countries is it going to be ten i just kind of started looking at you know, turkey you, you kind of wonder what turkey would do that was a question mark i've had i don't think they would get involved because we're involved yeah
1: they wouldn't do it unless russia got involved i think yeah but if russia
2: gets involved yeah okay now you got syria Iraq, Iran, maybe Jordan, Turkey, if Russia gets involved. So now, and then of course Qatar, they, even though they're not very big, they might decide to jump in as well. So there is a, you know, there is the potential of a coalition, but again, Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia is such a big player over in that part of the world. You know, I just I mean, they control all that area to yeah. the south yeah. and countries like Qatar and UAE, Oman, Iran, Kuwait, even Iraq and Jordan. It makes it very difficult for those countries to jump in.
1: Yeah,
2: I, with I agree. Without these guys, without Saudi Arabia being a piece of this. But, hey, uh, you know, can't totally predict it. <laughs>
1: That's right, Amen, Amen. As I stated before, I know things are changing basically on a daily basis right now. So I'd love to have you come back on in another week or so, and we can discuss the most recent events as they unfold. Would you be willing to do that?
2: Yeah, hey, that'd be great. You know, I kind of you kind of also wonder if uh, the the very part that you brought up is this whole ground invasion, Mm -hmm. and and wondering if maybe there'll be a little more, if if we'll be a little more advanced into that, those stages, whether they either have done it or now we kind of know that they're definitely coming in. Yeah. Amen. I, I'm still thinking they're trying to save those tossages. I think that's why we haven't had the full ground invasion yet.
1: Yeah. Amen. I think
2: Amen. they're trying to figure
1: that part of it out. Yeah, I agree. Amen. Folks, these events that Scott's been sharing with us today, they're, they're not something new. I mean, these events have been building for decades, but now we're witnessing as he, put it last time, a chess match being played out in front of us, basically. And these end-time scenario events are just like that. I mean, Jesus himself said there would be signs and all that occurring prior to the end times, and he gave some examples, in addition to the book of Revelation, which he had John write about. But you need to pay attention to what we're seeing on the news. Pray for Israel. Pray for the Palestinian civilians that are trapped. I mean, they don't want any part of this either, right? Right. And as they're trying to flee, Hamas is blocking their escape. They want them in front to be sacrificed. So we need to pray that all of them would come to know Jesus as their true Savior. Amen. And I want to remind you that these days and times in which we live, we are reminded to look up because our redemption is drawing near. Amen. Scott, I appreciate your time again today, buddy. I look forward to the next one.
2: All right. Thank you, Bob. And I look forward to being back on next week.
1: Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For Scott Wright, myself, Pastor Bob, a reminder to be blessed in all that you do.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.